Podcast. 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 Are we saying podcast? Welcome back. Welcome back to Fanboys and the Filthy Casual. Back at you once again. As usual, this is Dennis. This is Lewis. And this is Harold. Before we begin, I want to make a public announcement. I do apologize because um, it turns out that my editing skills are not as good as I thought it would be. Um, and I do apologize to the audience and to the two of you because um, I guess I put the wrong file on um, on Podbean. So, um, yes, you, you see how terrible our podcasts actually sound like <laughs> for, for the editing. So my, our apologies in advance. But, but that was like a little, you know, behind the scenes, man. It's, a, it's how, the sausage, how the sausage is made. <laughs> yeah. We, I, we have to, so today we have to play hide the sausage. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Okay, just... cool. <laughs> Why does it always go there? <laughs> you're lucky. When you get to be our age that hiding the sausage happens. You know what I mean? I mean, sometimes you don't even get to go touch the links. Uh, you're right. Jeez. The casing is, not... is untouched and unfiltered. Sometimes not... the casing is just Sometimes you don't have the casing. That's the thing, you know? Yeah, you might have extra casing if you're not Catholic or. <laughs> Jeez. Well, that's why I, that's why uh, uh, Lewis always goes for the Hebrew Nationals, bro. <laughs> that's one of them Polish dogs. I guess. <laughs> oh, All right, let's move on. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um. So surprisingly, uh, uh, we uh, our topic should have been like puns and like uh, double entendres or something. <laughs> we, we we should put that uh, uh, at another episode. But today we have a fun little episode. But before we begin, uh, I didn't even ask you guys. Did uh, anybody have any poopery that you you want to talk about today, or did we just move on to our um, our topic? Uh, we can talk discuss some of the news that uh, I don't know if you guys heard today. Um, some of the discussions regarding the future. Uh, Dennis's favorite future franchise coming out soon. Oh yeah, I saw that on uh, on Twitter and Instagram, and I was like, "Oh, Dennis is gonna love this fact." Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> is there a reboot for a uh, Bad Boys? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> <laughs> Something very similar, though. Um, are we saying that uh, Top Gun is now? Uh, there's gonna be another uh, sequel to the sequel. A third, the third Top Gun. <laughs> no. No, top guns. not not quite, not quite. It's, top, uh, it's still Top Gun, but um, there's a silent H somewhere there. Yes, it's the Filipino one, G H U N. Um, so the quick, the first thing, did you guys see the new logo for uh, the upcoming Batman movie? Yes, I have. Mm-hmm. The the Lots. new Robert P- Pattinson movie. Um, yeah, they, I guess uh, what's the director's name? Pattinson. Matt Reeves. Excuse me. Matt Reeves. Yeah, Matt Reeves uh, sent out the the new image, and uh, like we we kind of got bombarded too because we got a little you know it, it, it's not the live action picture yet, but we got um, Jim Lee, you know, famous artist for DC and Marvel in the in the nineties. He dropped like his concept art, which looked great. I mean, personally, I thought I thought it looked great. Um, yeah, I saw the logo. That looked pretty cool, dude. Um, I, I honestly didn't think it was Jim Lee for a second or when I saw it, I was like, it can't be because the proportions were actually correct. You know? Hey man, it's not Rob Liefeld. <laughs> I, you're right. I mean, it doesn't have the Liefeld effect, but still, you know, Jim Lee was pretty uh, interesting in his, some of his choices. Uh, really quickly, since we're going to talk about Liefeld, did I ever tell you guys that when I used to draw in elementary school, 
every time I would draw a leg, it would do the same thing where it would uh, captain hook it or like, you know, um, get a peg leg at the bottom because I felt <laughs> that's how everybody drew their legs. Oh, I so, thought you were going to say that because of Rob Liefeld, the legs had, had a breasts also. Oh, yeah. That's you. <laughs> no, that's because of Jim Lee. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other thing is, uh, so next week is the teaser for um, the teaser. Or they, they sent out the teaser today for the trailer debut for uh, the Snyder Cut. Yeah. That that was kind of interesting. I'm like, okay, so we're we're still moving forward with this. Is that so? It wasn't even a trailer for the Snyder Cut. It's a teaser for the trailer, which is supposed to come out uh, this weekend. During, um, I, I mean, they're they're going like a promotional blitz for it. But I, I totally forgot that DC's uh, online Comic Con fandom they like to call they're they're calling it is happening this weekend. I guess so. That's going to be the big uh, the, the big show. I guess uh, like this is the Snyder cut that's going to show up on um hbo max um yeah what do you, what do you think dude um i well, I, I i'm still really curious um you know i think when we were talking about um justice justice league definitely there was the disappointment there was a lot of hope that we had and at this point i honestly feel like i'm i'm, I'm still holding on hope but at the same time, I don't know. I, I've been, you know, as uh, as as uh, Lumiere once said, I've been hurt. Oh no, actually, that wasn't Lumiere. You know, I've been hurt before. I've been burnt before. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm holding uh, I'm holding out for hope, but I'm not quite sure, dude. Like like how much of a of an edit can make a movie that we've pretty much seen most of better? Is that's my only question. I mean, I from what it looks like, it's interesting. But at the same time, like how much of it is going to change what's already the crap that we've seen. So, yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't know how uh, how making uh, Ray Fisher's cyborg less cyborgy better, or giving him a sad story about being a high school football player any better. I I I, I kind of agree. Um, maybe they'll even explain a little bit more of like that whole Ezra Miller flashpoint or you know time traveling thing that they did mm-hmm. but honestly yeah uh you know, part of me feels like I'm, I'm still gonna watch it because i mean yeah we already have the hbo the, the hbo max um you know we have hbo max so maybe I'll, I'll put in the four hours to watch the dang thing but yeah it'll be a very it'll, it'll be a, it'll be a thing um speaking of flashpoint you know me i am not a huge ezra miller fan and um, I, I, I'm dreading what uh, what the whole uh, movie is going to be about. But did you guys see the news of, uh, uh, I mean, we already have um, 19, uh, 1980s, I think it's 80s, 1980s Batman uh, coming up. Did you see who the, the, the other big star that's going to be doing a cameo is? Yep. That's kind of the poopery that we're go- I was going for. Oh, okay. longest roundabout way for us to get there. <laughs> well, we all, got there, dang it. <laughs> 80s Batman, Michael Keaton. Come on, dude. So that's Michael, crazy. That's amazing. But you know who, who's who's going to show up next uh, alongside with him, right? Yeah, Val Kilmer. It's crazy. <laughs> Another one? Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. Are, are we going fi- to find a bat suit to fit him, though? I mean, oh. Oh, he, <laughs> no, no. You know, his cameo in uh, the Jay and Silent Bob reboot was both 
fun and sad at the same time because he fit Silent Bob's outfit a little too snugly compared to how he would have done it when he was Iceman. But yeah, he, he looked a lot better, I guess. Oh, that's 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 rough. <laughs> but then you want to talk about who the, the other guest star they have for Flashpoint so far? Um, the other the other one that I'm a huge fan of and. You know, I think he got a raw deal considering the the movies that uh, was produced for him. But uh, Batfleck is gonna actually gonna be back from what I, from what I understand. Yeah, this is actually turning out to be a pretty Batman heavy, you know, a movie for for a Flash movie. But we'll see how, how much I guess. But yeah, let's let's see. Let's hopefully the third times. Wait, is it the third movie? Yeah, hopefully third times the charm and um, you know Ben Affleck actually gets a fair shake on, on a decent. Batman script where he gets to actually play a good Bruce Wayne or a decent Bruce Wayne or even a decent um, Batman. But yeah, that's crazy news to me. There's a lot of stuff coming out, you know, before the movie's even been like made or put in the can or anything like that. So hopefully good stuff comes from here, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. I don't know, man. DC yeah, movies. Did you guys ever see the, uh, did you ever watch the animated uh, Flashpoint? Yes. Yes, I did. I did. I did for the for the for the seven days that I had DC, um, whatever. Uh, yeah, DC Universe before uh, budget cuts. I, I guess cut that program and 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 into shreds. But yeah, I thought it was that was actually really good. I mean, DC animated like always hits it out of the park. I don't know how. I don't know who they got running that 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 wing of DC and WB, but they seem to always kind of know what the fans want. They know how the characters are supposed to act for the most part. And they, they, they always pull out something consistent. I don't know why they can't do it consistently in the films. I mean, we all love, I think we all love Wonder Woman, Shazam, and Aquaman, but for some reason, they just can't get this this last, you know, this most recent generation of the big three, or, or not big three, but, you know, the big two and the Justice League, right? So, uh, I don't know. What, what did you think about the, the movie, at least? The animated movie, I mean. I thought it was a, a good rendition of it. Um, I think it's on HBO right now, right? It might be. Yeah. I think a lot of the stuff from the DC Universe is on HBO Max now. Yeah, it's 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 all oh, right. Yeah, it's all jumping in there. I, I think I've seen it there already. Um, but when I watched it, um, it was a faithful reproduction of it. Um, I mean, everything was 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 pretty on point, and I was kind of hoping that they were gonna go with that, but. If you have '80s Batman, Batman, so um, you know who knows? Maybe, maybe he's, uh, maybe he's. I don't know who he's playing, but from what I hear, uh, Batfleck is supposed to be playing um, the Frank Miller version of Batman. Good, you know, but but that completely goes against uh, that. That that doesn't have anything to go with the, the original storyline of Flashpoint. So I'm guessing it's going to be a different version of it, and. If so, I don't know how that's going to turn out, to be honest with you. What if what if he only plays Batman in the beginning, like before Flashpoint happens, mm-hmm. and then Michael Keaton plays Thomas Wayne? Yeah, that's what Ooh. I was thinking, too. I mean, uh, oh, and, and at the end where, you know, uh, spoiler alert, he, like, at, at the end, Barry goes and, and meets up with, uh, with, with Batman again and mentions that, hey, you know, I just saw your dad type thing. I think, I think that would be a great way of uh, of capping um, uh, Batfleck. But the thing is, that is true. At, uh, at least, maybe I'm wrong, but I thought I heard that Matt Reeves mentioned and said that it does that his Batman 
doesn't play with it, it's not a part of the DC universe I think his is exists outside of that in terms of the DCEU um movie universe yeah so kind you know of like I mean? yeah I guess so kind of like Joaquin Phoenix's Joker exactly which you know yes if it's any- a Joker story but not has nothing to do with the Snyder version of any of these. If if anything, I think those two movies are probably in the same. That's what's going to be confusing is probably <laughs> those two movies will be in the same film universe. Yeah, I mean, I haven't heard it, but I haven't. You know, I'm sure there's people out there saying, "When's uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker going to meet uh, Matt Damon?" Uh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> ben Affleck's Batman. I'm like, uh, probably not going to happen because. Yeah, that that's that's a whole time different. Uh, so really quickly, since we're in this, just a quick. I want to hear a quick review, uh, Lou, from the Joker. What do you got? Um. Okay. Oh, quick review of the Joker, which I just recently saw on HBO Max. Um. I think it's problematic. I was not, I thought it was a good movie, in a way that like it had a story and it followed through, and there was a lot of. <laughs> Um, you know, yeah. If, there was I dialogue. Mean, there was <laughs> actors. Yeah. As a story, it was a perfectly fine story. There wasn't like weird Michael Bay jumps to conclusion or crazy plot twists or anything like that. It was a co- coherent story from beginning to end. I can see how some people would appreciate it. But um, from a taste perspective, I found it kind of problematic, um, especially in the last years, you know, um, this the stuff happening in in the greater in you know society in general and everything like that like uh yeah i, I wasn't a great uh, i'm not i'm not clamoring to watch that movie again nor am i really going to push my kids to watch it either i guess it is one of those rated r you know um uh, superhero movies quote unquote superhero movies but you know like Deadpool if it's on you know if it's the cable version I'll bring my kids in like hey watch this this is funny or even Logan again the cable version I'll I'll, I'll show it to him because it, it has some merits to it and it's it's fun but the Joker movie dude I don't know man I like this like I get that you know it, it's obviously it's in the title you're it, it's it's a movie about the biggest bad guy in the DC universe if not in one of uh, the most popular bad guys in comic fandom but like who am I supposed to root for Right, I, mean, I don't know. I, call me uh, call me simple, but I'd like uh, an antagonist or protagonist at least that has some kind of redeeming quality or something to be like, yeah, this is the guy that we're gonna go up against. I mean, even if it is, you know, I've seen a couple of movies where I guess the, the, we're following the bad guy, but this was kind of weird for me, dude. I don't know. You, you, tell what what did you think, dude? Uh, honestly. It is one of those movies that you probably only need to see once. And Absolutely. I, I, I do not. I did not understand the replay value of it. Like, if when it's on, I don't want to watch it again. There's nothing about it that. Not saying it's like you said. It's not. It's a. It's a good movie, as in being a movie. <laughs> um, as in it is shot with film. And <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like you said, in terms of like replayability or rewatchability. For me, there's literally nothing because I know everything that's going to happen. And those are the only shocking things like the first time. And then the fact that they are so shocking the first time you watch them, you don't want to watch it again. And it's like, I get violence. I get protesting, like, I mean, not protesting, but I get like ultra violence. 
and I get, uh, you know, deranged uh, behavior and whatnot and trying to explain that somewhat. But man, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not, it's disturbing and it's almost, pretty much it's almost unwatchable for the second, second, second time around because yeah, like you said, there's nothing redeeming about any character. Every character sucks in that movie. <laughs> there's the only person you ever go for is the midget. And that's yeah, it. That's I believe they're called little people. Here. Oh, sorry. Um, the uh, Filipino ladies. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, then. It was said in the 70s. That, that's what they were called back then, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> then that's the case. So yeah. uh, it, it's interesting that, you know, um, everybody talks about um, that movie being like, you know, uh, artistic. It, it, it's, it's um, you know, it's talking about how... Uh, you know, dramatic and all these things that I've heard good, so many good things, but it's interesting um, the way you guys, considering I haven't watched it, I've been want, trying to figure out if I should watch it. It's interesting the way you guys um, actually uh, depict it and, you know, plot twist, it wasn't as good as we thought it was going to be. See, so they have, there's a plot twist in the, sh- in the movie itself. And then you're led to believe, because, you know, from the from the backstory that we all are supposed to know about the Joker is that he has no backstory, right? Either besides being maybe a stand-up comedian, a failed stand-up comedian, that's like one possibility. And then this movie tries to like lure you in with right away saying that, spoiler, spoiler alert, Dan, sorry, because I don't know if you're going to watch it or not. But, I'll go for it. But his mom uh, tells him that his father is Thomas Wayne. Dun dun dun! Wow. Plot twist. Yeah, I like plot it. Plot twist, and then the untwist unravels again. In that, no, she—he's not. She's just a psychopath that uh, has been blaming other people for like, uh, you know, her misfortunes. All, yeah, and then dun dun dun. And then again, the other misfortune that his name in the movie that you think is really his name. So it's like, oh, there's the Joker's name. Nope, he's actually an orphan adopted and then abused so it's like no one knows his real name again so it's like you 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 really think you're going into this thing learning more about the joker character that another plot twist i'm not quite sure exactly right because there's so many that people i mean we're we're fans of you know the series and whatnot and to keep throwing all these things at the wall, trying to see if any of them stick or any of them shock you, that you end up in the, in the end being like, none of that ever matters. Gotcha. So it's like... Well, you know, consider... Yeah, it, go ahead, Luke. Go, go ahead. No, uh, but, uh, I'm glad Harold brought up those points because, yeah, it almost got to the point where the, dir- the director or whoever wrote it or the, the producers of the movie was just trying to be, like, way too subversive and try to be, like, too smart and be like, oh, like the art, the 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 the, the film kids are gonna love this stuff because you never know what's real. And I'm like, I liked it better when, um, you know, when when Heath Ledger did it, like real subtly, like he didn't hammer you over the head like what is real and what psychosis and if life isn't fair. I'm like, nah, dude, like chill, relax with with the, with the message. I get it. Society sucks, and you know whatever. <laughs> but like this one was like. Oh, feel our pain. I'm like, okay, that's 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 fine. 
That's that'll do. That'll so do. millennial. No, um, <laughs> no. let's uh, consider that we we've already gone through this far into the episode, and yet we haven't gone to our main uh, main topic yet. Uh, you know, thankfully we were able to find our way through this winding road of a, of a topic. And you know, as Harold pointed out, you know, plot twists um, you know exists in movies that try to trick us, try to um, uh, impress us, try to uh, engage us. And some plot twists are good, some plot twists are bad, some plot twists are really obvious. And that's what we're talking about today. Plot twists of movies, TV shows, whatever uh, genre that we want. Um, And I think, uh, Harold, you had like a little like... um, Disclaimer or... A spoiler disclaimer. Yeah, Yeah, spoiler. First of all, spoiler alert for anybody, for any of the topics that we talk about, if we post the pictures on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, know for sure that we are spoiling that movie for you if you haven't seen it. Um, so with that in mind, another spoiler alert, we are not going to talk about the most obvious plot twists in history. In terms of, yes, everybody knows that uh, Haley Joel Osment can see dead people. What? Yeah. Um, we all know that Tyler Durden and Edward Norton are actually one and the same character. I mean, if you don't know, I'm sorry. Because, <laughs> I mean, even, honestly, when I watched it the first time, I still didn't understand what the hell was going on. And obviously, we are going to not talk about the fact that Darth Vader is Luke's father. Dun, because, dun, dun. as we all know, Homer Simpson ruined that for everybody. No. Oh, sorry. So wait. So when in, in um in Fight Club, when that girl was sleeping with Durden, it wasn't Durden. No, she was sleeping with Edward Norton. Okay, I'm I'm plot twist. I still don't understand the. Uh, <laughs> you, you still don't understand the appeal of Edward Norton. <laughs> exactly. So as I was telling uh, the boys a while ago, you know, I I, I was struggling with this because. Um, it was either, like I was trying to do research it's, and I tried to do research and I was like looking at lists and I was like, oh crap, it's either really obvious or the, there are movies that are obvious that I've never watched before. So I was like, crap, um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm kind of screwed. So I'm going to start um, my, my list off and I'm going to go kind of, uh, kind of, I was going to say exotic, but um, uh, a little, uh, as I mentioned to the guys, I'm, I'm choosing like some out of the box uh, uh, examples. But um, one of my favorite movies, and it shows you how old my mindset is. Um, but one of the very first like videos that I bought, the VHS um, tapes that I ever bought, was a movie by Robert Redford, and that's why I was asking you guys that a oh. while ago. And the movie is called The Sting. Have you guys ever watched? Oh it? yeah, dude. No, actually, what a great movie! I it never have about their movie. Lewis, if you've never watched this movie, you should watch it. And I'm good. I guess I'm gonna spoil it. <laughs> but, spoil it, please. Go ahead. But, I, it's, it's it's probably one of those movies that's like yeah, it's on replay on on cable and stuff like that. No. But yeah, go please. No, that movie never shows anywhere. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's how good the movie is. By the way, if a movie is so good that you can't find it anywhere, then it's it's a rarity. Either that or it sucks. 
No, so um, you know how you know how like Ocean's Eleven, uh, Twelve, Thirteen, and all those things they depend on that that plot twist where oh no, you know we we think that um we think that uh, that the uh, the Ocean's gang is gonna get caught, but turns out they're smarter than that, and that, that it was all pre-planned and everything. This movie came way before, way before um, uh, Ocean's Eleven and all these things. So it was one of the first like heist films that I've ever watched. Um, and it, it, the, the whole movie was, it, it's, it's about that. It's about a bunch of grifters who's trying to grift like um, this, this, uh, this, I guess, quote unquote, bad guy. Um, and in the end, you, you think that everything's going to crap. And you're like, no, you know, you, you betrayed him. You know, this was your hero. What are you doing? And then in the end, you're looking, going, oh my God, that was actually all to plan. How did that happen? Everything worked out well. Everything worked out fine. And that was the first time I think that I, that I ever understood the concept of, whoa, plot twist, you know? And so when we were talking about plot twist, that was the first thing that popped in my mind. And Lewis, if you, I have, I have it, uh, I have a DVD of it. If you, so if you have a DVD player, um, DVD. I'll let you watch it because it's good, good movie. Nice pull, dude. I, I like that. I like that. Um, I like that. So what's it's a the, cl- Yeah. What's the twist then? Huh? What's the twist? I don't know. What the, did, did I not understand the concept of a plot twist? Did you, you didn't explain the twist? Oh, I don't want to explain it, just in case that Lewis... Oh, won. okay. Oh, but, no. okay. Oh, okay. I'm hinting it, that it's like the, uh, the Ocean's Eleven type, type of uh, uh, twist. You know, um, so, but I, I know it's spoilers, but damn, it's, it's, it's such a good movie. I want Lewis to watch it with That's... open eyes. <laughs> Okay. With, with, with eyes wide open, movie. you know. If I paraphrase that song, with eyes wide open. No, I just I can't believe that's the twist right there. Is Dennis just quoted Creed? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see that coming. <laughs> um, actually, okay. I'm I'm gonna ju- I'm gonna jump in because um, I, I think this is a good place. Because actually, when you when you're talking about Robert Redford, I thought you were gonna talk about one of the more recent movies that had I what I thought one of the better plot twists that affected not just the movie itself but an entire universe. Um, and I actually also starred Robert Redford. So I am talking about Winter Soldier, um, the Captain America, the second Captain America movie, uh, focused on. Yeah, uh, the return of Bucky Barnes, who passed away, or who you know, moviegoers and Captain America himself thought died in the first movie. But that's not the plot twist. The plot twist wasn't that you know Bucky, his 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 sidekick or his friend from uh, World War II, was alive. But the plot twist, which actually comes about halfway through the movie, um, we find out, or it is revealed that Hydra, basically this you know this this. Um, I mean, let's call it what it is, the super Nazi uh, group. You know, there were the, the, the bad guy Nazis, and then there were these guys who were even worse, apparently, um, was still in existence, even though, you know, even after the uh, Hydra was supposedly destroyed with the death of Red Skull in World War II. So that was one of my favorite plot twists because, um, you know, when it comes to comic book movies, I mean, the three of us, I, I'd like to think we've all read enough comic books to last a lot of people's lifetimes. But I thought it was really well done how they were able to pull this off in the movie. Uh, a genuine surprise on my half because I was thinking, wow, they really gonna, they, they did it. Like, um, 
Dennis, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't even remember. I, I think there's been some plot points where, you know, some leadership in either the U.S. or S.H.I.E.L.D. itself in the comic books is revealed to be a bad guy. But something of this scale of like one of the, the biggest movies at the time or still is biggest franchises like they dropped that bomb of like oh these good guys shield and nick fury and agent colson um was actually part of a secret you know a secret illuminati kind of conspiracy group that was actually kind of pushing the world towards the brink of extinction so i thought it was like one of the better ones pulled off um not only did it affect the movies itself because um you know from the first uh from the first few movies, from the Iron Man movies, even the first Avengers movie, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. was a big component of those of those things where, you know, they saved the day with the helicarrier, Nick Fury's resources helped bring the Avengers together. But it turns out like, oh, they were actually being manipulated by Hydra. So I thought it was one of the better plot twists in recent history. I thought it was uh, really well done. Uh, not to mention, like, in this day and age where the internet runs wild with spoilers and uh, people tell, you know, le- people leaking stuff online. I thought it was one of the better ones done. And, um, yeah, so still something that uh, is still pretty effective now. So, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's one of my uh, favorite uh, plot twists. Shout out to Renata, who um, unfortunately had to die. Which one was Renata again? The maid. Oh, God. <laughs> poor girl. She just forgot her. Yeah, she forgot something. Oh, Mr. Bye. Pierce. <laughs> oh, Renata. Oh. So unfortunate. <laughs> um, so my first movie is actually the reason that I came up with the the uh, today's topic. And it's not a movie that I don't think a lot of people would think would have a plot twist, mainly because... It's an animated movie, and it was also a superhero movie, technically. The movie is called uh, Megamind. Oh, God. Oh, Megamind. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is that okay. the one with, um, what's his name? Um, Will, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. <laughs> Will Ferrell, David Cross as his uh, assistant, and then Tina Fey as the, um, the love interest. The reason I, can't, I, I was thinking about it is, Remember at the beginning of the movie, the only reason he's able to take over everybody is because he kills Brad Pitt or Metro Man. And then that's like at the beginning of the movie and everyone was like, oh my God, I can't believe they got rid of the hero within the first 10, 15 minutes of the movie. And it's, it is the, uh, the launching pad for the rest of the movie in terms of him taking over Metrocity, Metro City, and then uh, you know <laughs> having to be man. so bored that he has to create his own uh, superhero so that he can continue continue being a supervillain. The twist isn't obviously, or not isn't obviously. The twist isn't that be- he eventually becomes the superhero. The twist is actually that Metro Man is not dead. He had faked his death and was literally just chilling in his uh, like uh, fortress of not being alone. I don't know what it's called. Um, <laughs> But uh, he's just there relaxing and being like, you know what? I was tired of having to save people all the time and I I was over it and I just wanted to relax and do my own thing. And so, you know, fakes his death. One of the, honestly, one of the best uh, fake out deaths I've probably ever seen in cinema. The fact that he had to go pick up a skeleton body, put a cape on it and then throw it through the, uh, the, uh, what is it called again? There's, Thing, whatever but throw it at megamind 
just to pretend that he was dead and, you know, playing off the whole, oh, copper, my one weakness. And, you know, Mega Man be like, really? After all this time? Like, copper is your weakness? So, yeah, I was watching it and I was like, I totally forgot that that's the twist in the movie. And it, it you never imagined that that was actually a possibility. And then you just figured out, you know, whatever the story is going to continue with him being uh, turning into a hero anyways. But then that him seeing the fact that he's now a better hero than Metro Man was like uh, cherry on top of the cake over there. Nice. I like that one. Yeah, I really did like that movie, though. Not going to lie. I know I know. Um, these uh, the DreamWorks cartoons have a bad rap for being, like, mediocre or, or, or cash cash grabs, for especially for the sequels. But I thought Megamind was actually underratedly, like, really well done. I, I, I did like that plot twist. Um, I think it actually showed a lot of maturity to pull off something like that of, like, yeah, what if sometimes, what if the heroes is tired of it? It's like okay, that's a good that's that's a great pull, dude. But yeah, so good 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 call there, dude. Um, I'm gonna jump in here and I'm gonna stray away from movies and I'm gonna go to a TV show right now. Um, and it's one of my most favorite TV shows. Uh, we kind of um, we kind of mentioned it in passing. I'm uh, you know I think eventually we we we're gonna need to make an episode about it. But um, my the 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 show that I want to talk about is uh, the BBC classic Sherlock. Um, and oh, not Doctor Who because I thought Doctor you know. Who uh, plot twist. I actually liked the first that one episode, and then plot twist. I haven't watched it afterwards. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was it. No, so um, you know, um, I'm, I'm hoping that both of you are familiar with it. If not, man, I love I love Sherlock. I love Sherlock. This is the um, Elephant Cumberbatch uh, show, right? That's correct. That's correct. Uh, Thank you, Harold. Have you watched it yet? I've watched a couple of episodes. Oh. Uh, Lucy Lou's great. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't see the video, but literally Lewis did the face palm. <laughs> I have a mark on my forehead. Well, <laughs> what I mean, a plot. I mean, yeah, Lucy Lou turned up. Uh, uh, Martin Freeman played a really good Asian woman. It was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was really amazing. But, um, I wonder also attracted him in a, uh, Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> the the one the the big plot twist that I I want to talk about is Jim Moriarty. Um, you know Moriarty um, in in other iterations of of the uh, the Sherlock Holmes um, you know mythos um, has always been the one person that that uh, like is able to match with Sherlock Holmes. But what was amazing, and, and throughout Sherlock, I, I could at least choose like two or three different plot twists that they have here. That um, you know, uh, throughout the series, because the, the the show is really good at good about it. But the one thing I wanted to mention, and it was the one that blew me away, like first time I watched it, was that um, originally you see Jim Moriarty, and you, he he's a, he's a different person. He's um, the the boyfriend, uh, like this loser boyfriend of. Uh, of Molly Hooper and um, you know, Sherlock kind of like, um, kind of like looks at him and kind of like dismisses him. And lo and behold, turns out he's the guy that um, he's the main bad guy. He's the one who's, um, who's uh, Sherlock's been chasing for. And guess what? This loser, this person that you were, um, you were, you were, uh, were kind of like laughing about turns out to be your nemesis. And then when you finally have proof that it's your nemesis, no, He's able to prove, and the, the the double plot twist. He's able to prove to everybody that no, he's not really Jim Moriarty. 
He's an actor that plays Jim Moriarty. And so everybody looks at Sherlock Holmes going, you are stupid. You're, you're deranged. Why are you looking at this guy? And it's, it's amazing. Like, and it's, it was like a twist upon a twist and a, upon a twist. And it, it's funny, Harold, when you talk about, um, you know, you watch a couple episodes. Um, it's one of those movies, and maybe it's because of my, my brain these days. But every single time I sit down, I, I watch, I like, ooh, I've never seen this episode before. <laughs> well, I have. Isn't that uh, only wait, like wait, wait. 18 episodes? Something like that, yeah. It's a really short series, but each one's like a, 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 is basically a movie. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about at least an hour and change. So yeah, it does definitely feel like a movie. So you don't feel shortchanged necessarily. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's a great poll, dude. And it, the, all, the casting on that show is so top-notch because you're right. Uh, uh, I'm going to have to pull it up, but the guy who they had play Moriarty was such a great, like, uh, I don't know how do you how, how do you call it. You're, he's like kind of mousy, like he's quiet, mm-hmm. but like when he is Molly's girlfriend. But then when you see him like turn up the corner and be like, "Wait, are you Moriarty?" and then he gets like that like weird uh, twist in his face, and then like you're right, you can never tell. Damn it! Thanks for reminding me because I don't even know now. Was he Moriarty? <laughs> that's, that's the thing. In the in the end, it turns out he is. But he, with that double with that double twist. You know, be, before the final reveal that it is him, even even the audience is doubting what the sanity yeah. of Sherlock Holmes. You're questioning yourself, like, wait, but I guess that shows you how good of you know how cerebral this dude is because he's making even like Sherlock doubt his yeah. about his prowess. Yeah. Good pull, dude. Really, that's a really good show, and I think it's on HBO too. So definitely catch that if you haven't. Um, all right, for my next poll, I'm gonna actually go to one of the movies that I don't think a lot of people. Uh, particularly enjoy it is from a franchise that uh harold and i definitely uh, love uh but uh, i'm gonna pull the plot twist from terminator 3 rise of the machines um i'm I'm not gonna bore you guys with the plot point because it's pretty standard after the first two movies you kind of got the the gist of it arnold's uh version of the terminator robot the t1000 or t100 uh, goes into the past, tries to save John Connor, um, goes through all the, because of course another um, uh, destructive robot is after John again. Uh, but what I liked is at the end, we actually find a, a bit of a plot twist where, um, you know, the, the whole second half of the movie is John and his future wife, Kate, um, played by, oh, uh, shoot, I can't remember her, her Claire name. Claire Danes. Claire Danes. Thank you, Harold. I was trying to, I see her face, but I could not remember her name. Um, you know, they, they, they're following a plot or they're, they're following a, a theme where they could possibly stop Judgment Day because it turns out Skynet was a product of basically the U.S. Army, you know, uh, networking a bunch of their uh, nuclear arms. And that's how it, uh, the AI comes to life. And they were basically told to follow you know to, to, to go to to um to to colorado to this bunker and basically turn off the machines and that's how they were going to save it but the plot twist was um there was no hail mary there was no saving grace machine to shut off um the whole time the terminator was trying to you know allegedly help john say a uh, stop judgment day uh turns out he was just duping him all along to keep him safe to basically put him in this bunker deep into the mountains of Colorado so that he would survive the nuclear holocaust that was Judgment Day and that he would become the, the, the leader of humanity in the future. So that was, um, you know, that was eventually I, I would suggest that we should do an episode of like 
good things in either bad or mediocre movies because I thought that was a really well done bit of a twist because yeah like I said after you see Terminator 2 Terminator 3 was basically a retread of a lot of the same things that they did except for that ending which I thought was really well done that you know the lesson was unfortunately Judgment Day was going to come John Connor will have to lead humanity against the robots and there's nothing they can do to stop it like one way or another the robots will rise and humanity is going to get crushed but you know the, the the hope there is that John will come back or you know will rise and then lead uh, lead um, lead them to peace or lead them something um, so yeah uh, one of uh, my favorite plot twists in an other, otherwise uh, mediocre movie um i i like that movie what are you talking about <laughs> I, I guess the problem is like yeah, after, Jim, I like after Terminator nice 2, it's just I like, like it. <laughs> I think just like, yeah, you know, after Terminator 2, there's like, uh, it's a super high standard that's really tough to beat. So um, I, I can see how that can happen. Yeah. Or you um, know, it, got, it got a bad rap. Yeah, totally. Uh, my next plot twist is actually uh, from a show that I talk about a lot and uh, mainly because I, I've watched it several, several, several times over. The show is called How I Met Your Mother. The episode is called Bad News, and the twist of the whole thing is the the pre- the premise. Oh of, God! Yeah. Right. Okay. Go ahead, please. Okay, see, yeah. <laughs> the premise of the the episode is that um, two of the main characters, Marshall and Lily, have been trying to get pregnant, and um, uh, unfortunately, it hasn't happened yet. So they go to see a fertility doctor, and the fertility doctor ends up being an exact doppelganger of their other friend Barney, played by NPH. So they think it's like he's sketchy and that he's not really telling him the <laughs> truth and whatnot. So the episode is called Bad News and the whole thing starts with, you know, them going to like a fertility clinic and whatnot. So you think that the bad news itself is going to be uh, you know, that they can't have children. And during that the whole episode, Marshall is uh in contact with his parents saying you know, I don't know how I'm going to be a dad if I'm not able to do this. And his dad keeps giving advice and everything. He's like, you know what? You're a good person. And I think you're going to be a great father. And any kind of news he ever has, he shares with his father. So when he finds out at the very end of the episode that um, both him and Lily are fertile and they're able to have children, um, he gets excited and he's like, oh, I got to call my dad. And right when he's about to call his dad, his wife pulls up and says, oh, I don't know. you." She's like, I'm sorry to tell you this, but your father just died. Like I just got a call and your dad just died. The, so the, the, the crazy thing about the episode is you have to watch it more than once because if you ever watch it the second time, you'll notice that in the background, starting in the very first scene, you'll see the number 50 and every different scene, it counts down. So 50, 49, all the way down. And right when he calls his dad, if you look at the clock, it has the number, it's at one o'clock. And then, or it's not at one o'clock, it's at two o'clock. And when his wife pulls up, her taxi says one. So when she talks to him, that's zero, saying that your dad is now passed. And it's like one of the, it's a gut wrench because you, you see his dad through several episodes and you actually like him. It's, it's, it's a, what's his name? The guy that plays uh, Patrick Starfish. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, well, it's the guy from Coach. Yeah, the guy from Coach. <laughs> uh, Bill, I can't pronounce his last name without sounding, uh, irresponsible but um yeah that episode and it, it it it's a gut wrench the first time you ever watch it and then it's more intriguing the more you see the, the details in the background so that's my call 
I gotta see that again because I do remember I do remember that plot twist or, or at least that that moment and that was so killer because you're right the whole episode was leading up to like uh, almost an extended version of the uh, the opening segment of Up where you know at the, that's the bad news like they're gonna find out that they can't be pre- can't get pregnant or whatever yeah but yeah that, <laughs> all that in like a twenty minute episode one of the better I mean I, that's one of those episodes that definitely made How I Met Your Mother one of the better ones. Um, plot twist: uh, the the final season ruins everything. But uh, <laughs> yeah, also, there that's the other plot twist is if you've never heard about the the exact plot twist in the whole thing, is the show is called How I Met Your Mother. They only show him meeting his mother, mother, his wife mother. for about uh, ten seconds, and then you find out at the very end, oh, the mother is no part of the story whatsoever because she's actually dead. She's been dead the whole time. Uh, no one. She's the biggest afterthought that a show has ever created. They only give her a few episodes in the very last season to kind of redeem herself. And then it's like, oh, other plot twist. I'm going to go try to get the girl that I've always wanted from the very first episode, which would have saved everybody a lot of time if he just did that. But <laughs> now let's ruin nine whole seasons. And anyways, well, Otherwise, the show would have only been like two seasons. <laughs> it would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> you put the three or four seasons fantastic so next one i'm gonna i, I, I don't know I, I wouldn't call this low-hanging fruit but um it's it's easier than that de- definitely easier than the last two that i just did um i'm gonna jump to a disney movie and it was a movie that i was not expecting to like but is actually one of my more favorite um disney movies and the movie is called frozen um and you know the plot twist there. I called like from like I remember I, I didn't watch it at the movie theaters. Uh, my my daughter and my my wife, um, my daughter and my wife watched it, and they they were like, "Dude, you you, you got to watch it." So I sat down, watched it, and then um, you know I was I was digging, I was liking, I was liking it, and then all of a sudden there was a song between um, Princess Anna and uh, and and uh, Prince Hans. It was one of the cutest like songs, catchy song. You know, they're doing like the robot together, and it, and the moment that that song was over, I turned to my wife, and he was like, "That's a bad guy, isn't it?" <laughs> I really had. I, I I was like, "This this 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 song is too perfect for this guy not to be the bad guy." And of course, plot twist in the end, we find out that Prince Hans is not there for love. But it's actually just there to, um, you know, to marry into royalty. It was either if if he she couldn't get in the pants of uh, of Elsa, she was gonna get into Princess Anna, and you know, and Anna of course just basically gives him the keys to the uh, the kingdom. Um, you know, stupid and stupid Anna. At that Literally, point. but. Um, at least for me, you know, I, I still to this day, um, I was I was reading up like uh, an article a couple of days ago and somebody was like, can you believe that Disney, you know, uh, 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 like broke our hearts and did this to Prince Hans? I was like, dude, that was like the most obvious uh, plot twist ever created by Disney. And so that is my that is my uh, that is my uh, plot twist um, choice number three. You're like you saw that one coming. You're you're just a jaded dad. You just, <laughs> you just don't trust any dudes anymore. <laughs> Some poor guy is gonna be like the best thing that happened to your daughter. It was like he's an a hole. <laughs> Look, Prince he's, Hans, get out yeah. of here. He's the best guy the whole time. <laughs> Listen, Hans. 
<laughs> I know what you're up to, fool. <laughs> if, oh. my daughter, if my ever daughter starts dating someone his name is Hans, I'm like, nope. <laughs> I know how this ends. <laughs> I've seen this movie before. <laughs> oh, man. Did you guys uh, do the robot and talk about sandwiches? Because if yeah. so... No, that's a, that's a no go. <laughs> that's a no for me, buddy. Oh man. Okay. Um, okay. For my next plot twist, um, I'm, I'm going to go with movies this time. Um, this is one of the, um, so uh, full, full, full disclosure. Uh, this was definitely one of those TV shows that I came in late. Um, Harold would probably call it bandwagon, but you know, let's, let's call it what it is. Sure. I was a bandwagon fan of this show, um, but I'm going to talk about game of Thrones. Um, so th- one of the bigger movies or one of the movies, one of the bigger shows to, uh, come out of HBO or uh, on TV for the last decade or so. Um, but you know, th- this, this was like a seven, eight season long epic of a TV show. But, uh, the, for the plot twist, uh, I'm going to stick to the first season. I, I think this basically set the tone for the show moving forward. Um, but basically the big plot twist I want to talk about is the death of Ned Stark. Um, so Ned Stark played infamously by Sean Bean, who unfortunately dies in practically every movie he's in. I think that's kind of his gimmick. It's in his writer. Uh, it's in his contract. But, you know, when you're watching the show from the beginning, he's set up to be basically, you know, the 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 the, the crux of the show comes from the fact that the king you know the king of, uh, of king's landing dies and you know they're 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 playing a game where you know all these people who think they have a a stake at the throne are trying to you know f- fight finagle manipulate politic their way to that place but everybody's thinking no ned stark is the guy he is going to be the king he is going to win this game and he's going to be sitting in that throne at the end of the season and lo and behold, it didn't even rake it to the end of the season, but I think it was like the second to last or even the third to the last episode where he is, you know, uh, he's, he's stabbed in the leg, he is put on trial, and then he is, you know, beheaded. And I thought there was going to be like some weird like plot device or some kind of magic whatever that's going to like uh, fly him away from that spot and he's going to survive. But no, like for two episodes, I'm watching this thing. And yes, I had the benefit of like, you know, I had the benefit of all the episodes were already ready for me to watch. But, you know, I'm waiting for these episodes to be like, he's going to just come back, right? Like this can't be it for Ned. But yeah, that was it. That was, that was a, a, a great twist in a sense that, you know, the, the, the makers of the show, the writer, obviously George R.R. R. Martin set it up that, um, yeah, it, you never know who's going to survive this show or the, this, this story. Um, whoever you think is the hero might not end up, you know, surviving at the end of this thing. And yeah, like I said, uh, unfortunately, towards the end, it did become kind of schlocky where almost every, you, you never uh, fall in love with anybody particularly because you know that it's not, you know, it might not end well for them. But uh, yeah, so long for the short, uh, Game of Thrones, one of the, one of my favorite plot twists uh, in the death of uh, Ned Stark. You know, it's, um, I, I, I don't know which episode it was, but we had an episode where we were talking about that um, all three of us would never, ever watch um, Game of Thrones. I know. Hot twist. <laughs> Lewis likes it. Hot <laughs> twist. Yes, I did. I binge the shit the poo out of that show. I think, I think maybe we should give it a chance, even though the plots have been kind of ruined for us already. But, uh, you know, just... just for the heck of it like uh, the whole after the fact so we can say that we didn't jump on the bandwagon yeah, yeah. 
I was just and looking at it from right. a historical because, perspective. <laughs> because Lewis coming in for the last season, that was jumping the bandwagon. Now, if we do it, it's not jumping the bandwagon. It's curiosity, you know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, it's exactly. in, our, in our own, uh, yeah, like under, it's our decision. Yeah. To be honest, I'm probably going to binge The Wire and Breaking Bad using the same argument. It's like, I'm not bandwagon. I just want to see what the, what the big deal is about. I just hear these are the greatest TV shows yeah, in the so period, I'm so. just going to watch it. Again, yeah. I'm going to blame my kid because, um, you know, we were, I wasn't supposed to be watching these mature shows around him around you know infants but yeah he's he's 11 now i can watch uh meth being made and 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 dudes being shot by uh, idris elba so he can learn how to make meth right absolutely because that's how what's that's what learning at home is <laughs> Jesus, dude. seriously man I'm, I'm waiting for one of my neighbor's houses to explode because because plot twist is a meth lab <laughs> Just like me and Dennis's neighbor. <laughs> I know. Never mind. That plot's already been done by your neighborhood. <laughs> oh yes. For sizzle. Um, actually, my plot twist I thought was the one that Dennis was actually going to go with when he started talking about Disney. Um, and I, the thing is, I don't know if it's an obvious plot twist because I thought it was. I didn't think it was that obvious until like I really thought about it. But uh, the movie I'm talking about is uh, my second favorite. Uh, tearjerker movie, uh, Coco. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. which which is the plot twist? Oh no, okay, go go for it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You know the, the we all yeah. know the plot twist. Yeah, it's that twist. Like uh, it, it at first it doesn't seem obvious. Like literally halfway through the movie is when the first time I kind of you get the hint that maybe like Dela Cruz is not his great grandfather. Right. Like, and then when he first confronts him, I was literally like, oh, dude, it's not him. And then later on, it's like when he start, you hear the pieces from like Hector's side and you're like, oh, dude, he's totally his grandpa, right? And then when it actually happens, you're like, it's still pretty, pretty like, uh, it's pretty effective. Like the whole like him having like, like the whole plot of the movie is that Hector wants to get back, but he can't because no one in his family is, is thinking about him and whatnot. And then to like run everything back and being like, his daughter is actually, um, you know, uh, the, uh, is Coco and part of the family. And then, Coco. yeah, the whole. I like the way that Harold says it like that. Coco. It has to be like, you can't say Coco. I'm in love with a Coco. No, no, no. <laughs> I like how he said Hector to the Hector. <laughs> we have, dude, we're from the Valley. We're, we're pretty intertwined with the Latin community over here, man. Like, <laughs> you gotta say it right, exactly. And so, like, so you know, her having like the whole Alzheimer's thing and everything—it's like everything just starts coming together, and it's like one of the best, most fulfilling endings in terms of like a plot twist, where it's like it makes the movie better for the for that, like the happier. You know, how a lot of the plot twists are like so negative and it's like oh man why did it have to do this it ruins everything or it, it makes the movie like a mess and then this one it's like it makes the movie complete it makes the movie whole and it's like as uh, as much of a tearjerker as it was like the first time watching it the more you watch it the more you get to appreciate the character of Hector and the more you 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 know you pine for him getting um, reunited with his loved ones and whatnot and so yeah I thought I was tearing for a second it's actually my contact can dry, so please. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like 
that your two the two movies that make you uh, um, uh, cry are are both like uh, uh, about Latin America, like uh, about uh, like Mexico and all. Dude, Bamba, remember from my house at least, almost from your house, but not from my your my. You can still hear people yell Richie. I, you I, can I, see I, it exactly. <laughs> they do it all. The, I mean, the bridge is not there anymore. <laughs> people still do it. <laughs> it's like another the, twist. It's like Richie's actually not dead. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, it's, like the, it's like the rooster crowing. You hear people yell, "Richie." <laughs> 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 uh, my next one um, is going to be a surprise to Lewis. Um, I, I wanted to kind of talk about a uh, river song. Get out of here with that! Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, like, you know, my, my heart. Hold on. <laughs> considering that uh, chrono- uh, chronologically, like you know, like w- when we see the companion, that he's, he's like older than like um, Amy Pond and Rory Williams, and all of a sudden you find out that boom, is actually their daughter, and she was conceiving the TARDIS, you know, while during the time vortex, uh, and actually technically carrying Time Lord's DNA. That one, hey, that yo. one, like surprised the crap out of me, dude. <laughs> I like Dennis reading like cute cards. <laughs> so I don't. I don't know if I'm supposed to take it seriously or. I, ironically, I'm waiting for the plot twist here. I'm like, ha, got you going, fool. You thought you had a friend. You thought it was. It was. It was too detailed. Plot twist. I was reading from somewhere. Okay. Um, I was on the message board. <laughs> did, no, did you see like Lewis's face though when he started talking about it? Like, like the shock. And it's just like, holy crap! Did he actually go through with it? Did he actually, like, wait a second. <laughs> that, that was the best look I've ever seen on Lewis. It was like, it was hope upon hope. Do I finally have someone <laughs> to talk Doctor Who in? <laughs> no. Did you just call him a homosexual? Whoa, whoa! Well, that's a good one, though, dude. <laughs> wait a second. What are they called? Whovians. Whovians, but. Uh, Homosexuals might be a good one though. <laughs> wow, I don't know. this is actually really good. I think that might be my new Twitter handle. <laughs> yeah, just without the W, right? Yeah. Hey, you should, now you should you should make a shirt that that, that says that, bro. I'm telling you this this apparel thing that we keep having ideas for. We need to go through this. <laughs> it needs to happen. Soon. Okay, seriously. Um, because seriously, seriously uh, this one. No, my the, the next one I have is technically um, a book, but I, I didn't read the book until after <laughs> I watched the movie. So um so this is mainly I guess for the movie, I don't know. But I did eventually read the book, um plot twist. Um the the, the book uh, the slash movie that I want to talk about is Ender's Game. Um did you guys ever watch uh, either of you ever watch that movie? I read I the did. book actually. Oh good. Um, great, great, great story. I really like the story. I was dis- disappointed that they didn't um, continue with it. Um, I, I thought it was a great, it was a great movie, and um, it was one. You know, I pride myself to 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 be able to uh, spotlight plot twists and everything. I uh, that one, one, that's one of those things where um, I didn't really expect it. It came out of nowhere. And of course the plot twist is there is that, you know, uh, with Ender's game, it's um, these kids who are training on, in a, on a video game, basically um, doing strategy in order for them to learn how to beat um, the, uh, the bad guy, you know, the, the, the main um, alien horde that, 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 that's threatening them. You said horde, right? 
<laughs> I didn't say horde, yes, with a D. Um, but okay. there is a queef. I don't know. Um, so the, the, see, there's so, a queef? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> when they do that, that vortex, I, I guess that, that could be a queef over there. No, but, um, you know. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I've slapped my head too many times in this episode. <laughs> Let's go ahead. So, in the plot twist, you know, um, in, in, in near the finale, and what you thought was like going to be close to the finale, Ender is um, is able to succeed. Ender is finally able to beat um, the the video game, and um, everybody's cheering, and you know, everybody's ready for the next battle. All of a sudden, lo and behold, turns out that the video game, you know, even Ender says, "How come we're still seeing this? How come the the program's still continuing?" And it turns out that no, what you've been seeing this whole time is actually battle this is this is this is them fighting and um and then ender realizes that um the sacrifice the gambit that he does that caused and and killed all of these thousands of soldiers uh turned out not to be just like a gambit that he was thinking of but is actually real and for him you know even when i watched it i wasn't as emotionally compromised as uh as ender but i was like oh man that sucks that's terrible considering what 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 uh, what went through and so uh, when i watched that um you know definitely i i was thinking to myself man i can't believe um that i could not get that that, that i didn't guess that that portion of it uh, for so for me ender's game is my 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 next one not river song did you did you hear that uh some people were saying that the name of the book actually ruins the the uh the thing for you really well I guess it's the whole ironic thing. It's like, oh, it's not really Ender's game, or the game is real. I don't know. Some dumb stuff like that. It's like you're making. <laughs> oh, I, making I, I, you, I thought you were going to do like a in your endo uh, joke or something. No. Okay. My bad. <laughs> Plot twist. You Plot weren't twist. making that joke. <laughs> Plot twist. We still turn it into some double entendres. <laughs> That's what we do. Is it me? Uh, Lewis, go for it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. I, this has been really good because uh, some of you guys have talked a lot of good stuff. Now I'm trying to see which ones have I uh, not talked about yet. But um, uh, you know what? Let's, let's, uh, I'm going to go back to uh, HBO. I, I, I guess um, I, I've been a, a bit of a, 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 a homosexual for HBO lately. But um, I'm going to go with one of their more recent, like critically acclaimed shows. So this is actually going to be a pretty big, you know, spoiler alert for, for those who haven't had a chance to watch it because it actually just came out yes, yesterday, yeah, uh, last year. Um, not too sure if you guys have had a chance to watch it yet or if you want to because I think it is something that even Dennis has said he's not a fan of because of the source material. But um, let's, uh, I want to talk about the plot twist in Watchmen. Um, you know, th- this um, – Last year on HBO, they debuted a, a new show. Uh, it's supposed to be a spiritual, or not even a spiritual sequel, but basically a sequel to the 1986 comic book um, of the same name. And basically a fast forward of that whole world and where everybody is, you know, decades later after the, the, um, the, the finale of that comic book, which actually in itself had a pretty solid uh, plot twist, not a thing about it. But um, anyway, the, the, the biggest twist or the biggest question in the show was in the world of Watchmen, unlike, you know, our, our Marvel 
excuse me, uh, our Marvel superheroes or our proper DC universes. Like in the world of Watchmen, all of the heroes, quote unquote, are basically just normal men and women who are vigilantes. You know, they, they're gimmicky uh, human beings with just, you know, baseline superpowers. I mean, they're sure they're, they're, they're pretty strong or they're pretty agile and all that good stuff, but they're still human. They get shot, they bleed, um, you know, they break their bones, they get hurt, all that good stuff. Um, but, you know, the biggest change of that world was the introduction of Dr. Manhattan, basically this human, this scientist who was blown to bits in a nuclear exper experiment and he rematerializes into basically like a Superman. Um, in the Watchmen show, the big question was what happened to Dr. Manhattan? And, uh, you know, here comes the big plot twist. Uh, if you haven't seen the show, uh, feel free to turn it off or, you know, pause, whatever, skip forward. But um, the big plot twist was that uh, Dr. Manhattan was in the show all along, hidden in um, Cal, uh, in one of the characters, Cal Abar who was played by uh, Yaya Mateen Cleaves. Um, he was uh, Black Manta in the Aquaman movies, a good-looking dude. But he he's the husband of our main hero, Angela Abar. Uh, turns out, you know, Dr. Manhattan, in a moment of clarity in between the book and the show, uh, wanted to settle down. He felt like the need to be human again. So, you know, of course, he with the power, with the, with the help of a little electronic MacGuffin, um, he basically forgets who he is. Um, nobody knows who he is except for his wife. And yeah, that was a big reveal that this whole time, the most powerful human being on earth was, um, yeah, standing next uh, next to our hero the whole time. So definitely uh, one of the better plot twists, uh, you know, with a lot of great little hints and 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 um, uh, Easter eggs uh, left along the way, that when you rewatch the show, you'd be like, "Oh, it was there the whole time." Um, so yeah, uh, one of my favorite uh, plot twists. Uh, one of my more recent shows. Uh, definitely one of the uh, uh, an enjoyable ride for that one. Uh, how much time we got, Dan? Um, I mean, we've been going a long time these days. So. That's <laughs> I think we're uh, uh, we're nearing one to or a little bit over one right now. Okay, so we can do two, uh, one, two for me, and then one for you guys. Is that fine? That's Sounds fine. Good. All right. Uh, my second to last one then will be uh, a little movie that came out in the late '90s. It was called Primal Fear, uh, starring Richard Gere and uh, someone that we actually previously mentioned in this uh, uh, episode, Edward Norton in one of his earlier roles, uh, I think maybe just a couple of movies right before Fight Club, he actually ended up starring in another movie with a giant plot twist. Um, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I now remember which one that was. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Primal Fear was a movie about uh, Richard Gere being a lawyer. And the case that he gets is a priest has been murdered. And the priest is murdered by one of the altar servers of his church. And the altar server ends up being... Edward Norton. And when you first meet Edward Norton's character, his name is Aaron Stampler. Uh, you first meet him, he's such a mild character. He's very quiet. He has a stutter. Um, he seems completely innocent. And then the more you talk to him, you kind of believe that he's very, very innocent. And then out of nowhere, he has a snap and he uh, reveals that he has uh, an, an alternate personality. And that alternate personality calls itself Roy. And Roy is the actual person that murdered the pre or the, I think he's a Cardinal. I'm, I'm trying to do this off the top of my head. But uh, so during the whole thing, Richard Gears ends up having to defend uh, Aaron and 
he has to reveal to the um he he knows that he has an uh a split personality so he needs the uh the jury to see that that um that he has a split personality and that Aaron himself is not guilty so what he does is he slowly s- talks to Aaron with like little comments about like stop being a like a baby stop stop being a little bitch like uh yeah you know you wanted that priest to to cuz in reality, what they find out is that the priest had made uh, sex tapes starring the altar servers. And um, so that's the reason that he wanted to get back at him is because he made um, the priest uh, and he made the priest, the priest made him and his other fellow altar servers have to do those things and he didn't want to do them. So like the whole time, like you said, in trial, he has keeps egging on Aaron to come out and all of a sudden out of nowhere, uh, you can see the personality switch and you find out like he, he starts to choke uh, Richard Gere and then everybody in the, in the jury is like, Oh my God, we see, finally see that he's a, a split personality. And one of the things that um, uh, Edward Nor- or Aaron had said was that when he turns into Roy, he completely forgets what happens while he's Roy. So uh, at the very end of the movie, Richard Gere goes to him and says, you know, um, you're not guilty. You're getting out of here. Uh, and Edward Norton says, you know, thanks for everything that you did. Sorry about your neck. And then Richard Gere starts walking away and he goes, wait, what did you say? And he just looks at, he looks at Edward Norton and Edward Norton looks at right him back, just gives him a smile and he just goes, I thought you were smarter than that and I thought you figured it out before. And so he finds out at the very end, there was no Roy. It was Aaron the whole time. He was just manipulating everybody on both sides. And it's like the fact that he gets to be a free man after like basically admitting to murder is like the complete plot twist. And the very first time I saw that movie, even I was like, what the heck just happened? And it's, <laughs> and it's not even like how it is in the sixth sense or in a lot of movies where the plot twist comes like near the end or like, you know, towards the middle of the movie. This is literally the last scene in the movie. So you're led to believe the whole entire movie that he is a split personality. And with the very last three minutes of the movie, you find out it was a lie the whole time. Wow. That Edward Norton, man. man. I guess I can't watch it anymore. No. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Um, My last one is I'm going to go back to a book. And it is a book beloved by many, a a ton of people. Uh, Unfortunately, the author right now is under um, a lot of scrutiny because of her words. Um, but still, um, I, 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 when I started reading the the series, I fell in love with it. To this day, I still stand by it. Um, Twilight? It, it, no, it's... Um, <laughs> damn it, you're right. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to reveal it. I was trying to go for... I was try, trying to make it a secret. No. Right. Um, <laughs> we're, um, I'm going to be doing Harry Potter. And, uh, of course, um, you know, spoiler alert. You know, one of the main characters, one of the best characters in uh, in that book, um, even before the plot twist, I, I was always a huge fan of the character uh, Professor Snape. You know, um, just um, and especially after I found out who was going to play Professor Snape, and in my head, that's while I was reading that was it was actually him in my head like talking and everything it was just so perfect but as i was watching it you know uh, uh, this this character was uh, such a 
really reviled character, really somebody that you hated um, and you felt bad um, every single time that uh, that he was um, making fun of. And, you know, in the sixth book, you find out that, um, you know, he kills, you know, Professor Dumbledore and you're like, what the hell? You know, you you, you were kind of hoping that this guy was somebody that was, wasn't really evil. He was just really mean, but it turns out he was working for the bad guy. And in the end, the seventh book, when he finally dies, you finally, I finally find one of the biggest um, plot twists for me. And I still remember reading the seventh book, and I had to kind of pause, and I kind of, I kind of had to like, <laughs> down because I was like, "This can't be!" Like, um, you know, I was like, "This." At that point, I was like, "My God, this, this, this woman is a genius!" Just because, you know, you know how sometimes plot twists I'm seeing coming to come out of like, you know, left field, like you, you. It, it it like it doesn't make sense sometimes you know but this one it it made perfect sense everything that you know all the bad things that that he did you know started rushing back through my my mind and there's like no he, he it's not that he was it, it it's not that he wasn't a bad guy he was still a, a, a pretty petty he was still pretty um you know uh, not not a, not a nice guy but in the end he was actually somebody that cared enough for Harry Potter to make sure that he wasn't killed, that he that he stayed alive, whether it's because whether it, he didn't love Harry, but it was the love of somebody else, uh, somebody that he could never uh, he could never have, and so all of a sudden this guy that you hated for six and a half uh, books, all of a sudden you're like, oh my god, this guy was actually one of the best characters in the whole book, and for me, <coughs> I was not a I'm choking. <laughs> you, choked up. you got choked up just thinking about it. <laughs> I'm all clamped over here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Harry Potter, um, a, a Snape plot twist for me, amazing. That's a good pull. That's a good pull. I mean, you, uh, I didn't have the uh, the benefit of reading the books like you did, but I, I want to say that the movies actually thought, uh, I thought the movies actually pulled off that whole that little twist pretty well. Uh, it doesn't hurt at all that freaking, you know, uh, God, I can't, why can't I remember the, the actor's name now? But uh, Alan Rickman. Huh? <laughs> Alan Alan Rickman. Alan, he, he became Scottish all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. Alan Rickman like acted the hell out of that 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 that, that whole sequence and flashback. So yeah, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Definitely a good, a good plot, a plot twist right there. Um, for my last one, I, I'm debating. I'm gonna flip a coin between uh, talking about Seven or the Prestige. Well, you are a master at that, though. So I am a master of what? Flip-flopping. debating, flip-flopping, and and bandwagoning. Um, you know, I'm talking about the Prestige. Um, I liked Seven uh, a lot. Uh, I just don't know how much it holds up now. Uh, couple decades later but um you how know, dare uh, you <laughs> well you know the, the, the mystery guys kind of yeah oh that's you yeah that that, that whole, so, <laughs> so i want to talk about usual suspects then <laughs> yeah oh ooh, ooh, yeah, that's right that's kidding. another plot i, I wasn't gonna do that because that's an that's not an obvious one but everyone's heard that one already. yeah everyone's seen that one um but yeah so the prestige uh, one of the more you know i i actually kind of feel like it's one of the more underrated chris for Nolan movies because obviously people love his Batman trilogy and Memento and uh, his more recent movies but you know I love The Prestige it's if you haven't seen it uh, definitely worth watching um, what do you call this it is um, the story of two magicians 
who are basically trying to outdo each other uh, by by any means necessary. And it's you know it didn't hurt my you know my appeal for it because it starred Hugh Jackman and freaking Christian Bale. You know at the time we already knew that they were Wolverine and Batman, so that was my biggest get. But you know at the end of the movie, I really loved how it went about doing what it wanted to do. Um, you know, like I said, so they're two uh, rival magicians. And they were basically trying to pull off this, what seems to be one of the, the simplest tricks in the book. Uh, they called it the teleporting man where um, Christian Bale would be in one box and then he would show up in another literally instantaneously. Um, Hugh Jackman in all of his jelly he wanted to know how he could do it. Uh, you know, Hugh Jackman's character had all the money, all the resources, and he was going to do anything and everything um, and get even freaking Nikola Tesla to manipulate science and, and physics to pull off a trick. Um, you know, the plot twist here was that, you know, the, the beauty of the trick, uh, you know, the beauty of this, this uh, teleporting disappearing man trick is that um, the simplest solution was it. Uh, Christian Bale had a freaking twin the whole time. Uh, the, 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 the pain of it all though, or, you know, the, the, the further to further the twist is that this whole time we, the viewers were actually watching two characters, you know, obviously with the same face of Christian Bale play, you know, play different characters. That's why, you know, it, it, it I feel like one of the better plot, a good plot twist basically reframes the whole movie. Kind of like, that's why I loved Harold's choice for Coco. Cause when you find out that Hector is actually his grandpa and it wasn't in the naked de la cruz is like oh that makes a lot of sense uh, and in this sense too like we find out you know during the course of the movie christian bale's character basically falls in love with two different women and he treats his daughter like he he, he almost seemed bipolar like one minute he's totally cold and uncaring to his daughter and the next moment he loves her to death and would do anything for her um we find out at the end like i said there's two totally different people uh, yes, they may be twins, but they had two totally different like love affairs and uh, uh, ways of caring and even sacrificing. Like there was, uh, there's a plot point where you know the uh, Christian Bale loses his finger to an accident, and as a sacrifice to the trick, the twin brother who has all ten digits has to cut off his own freaking finger just so that you know for the sake of consistency and everything. So yeah, one of my favorite plot twists. Uh, uh, like I said. I think a good plot twist not only makes you go, oh, oh dang, but also reframes the movie and it makes you want to watch it again and again to watch the little, um, you know, the little hints and everything like that. So yeah, the prestige, definitely one of my favorite ones. What about the other plot twist? Which one? The Hugh Jackman plot twist. Oh yeah. Right. So crazy. Yeah. The, that, that was Cold that one was and, way worse than Christian Bale's, dude. I think so too. You're right. Like it was. It, it almost made like Hugh Jackman the freaking. Oh, not almost, but it totally made him a bad guy. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, um, the way that um, Hugh Jackman's character copies a trick is he basically makes uh, Nikola Tesla create this machine that makes freaking copies, clones of himself. And you know, one of the more profound moments is when he says, when Hugh Jackman's character says, is sometimes he doesn't even know who's. You know who's coming out of the other end, myself or a copy of myself. But here's where it gets even darker: is that to save the trick, or so that people don't find out that he's basically making copies of himself. He is killing every copy of himself, drowning him, drowning the copy in a, a, a freaking tank. 
underneath the stage. Like that was so freaking cold and so out of nowhere that it made like, oh my God, it made Hugh Jackman's character like unforgivable for a while. So yeah, good, thank you, Harold. Yes, that was like twist upon twist. Um, you know, classic freaking Christopher Nolan. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, manipulation right there. Yeah. Also, I like the fact that uh, all the workers below have to be blind so that they yeah, never know. That's right, then, that's right. Yeah. So when they were carting out a freaking dead body inside a, a inside a tank, they're like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't see anything, so I'm not guilty of anything. Yeah. Actually, that your example is a perfect uh, segue into my final example. Because uh, this movie is also about magic. This movie is also about manipulation. And this is a movie that I... I think Dennis likes pretty well. Um, the movie's called uh, Now You See Me. The yes. Movie. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. The thing yeah, is... Which, which, which one are we talking about? Number one or number two? The first one. The second one twist was... Uh, okay. well, let's get the second there? one twist out of the way because it's really, really bad. Um, <laughs> they convinced the bodyguards to throw them outside of a plane and then they're like, oh my God, I'm falling out of a plane. And <laughs> that's literally what they do. And then it's like, oh no, there was no plane. We were just on a soundstage. Yeah, we were in a hangar the whole time. Yeah, and so, yeah. But the, and then so, that's a bad twist. Also a bad <laughs> twist, the original Now You See Me because if you really think about it, the twist is terrible. Okay. It makes no sense at all. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Wait, what? 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 What do you mean? It doesn't make any sense. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. about to get up in arms in here. No, you, you, you're gonna to... see me in my, my underwear over here. No, no, you see me. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> um, so the thing is, the, the twist seems almost impossible compared to all other twists, right? In the fact that he has to get the specific case, he has to be assigned the specific case. Like it could have been, it could have gone to any other agent because it was a general uh, robbery case and it had to go specifically. It went specifically to Mark Ruffalo. Like how does that happen? And then he had to manipulate every single possibility in order for them to, to find, to end up in exactly the position that they all ended up in and still at the same time have no idea what just happened. Exactly. Like the explanation I just gave. <laughs> so if you guys don't know the plot twist, the plot twist is Mark Ruffalo, the, FBI agent that's been chasing the four horsemen the whole time well, actually yeah. ends up being the leader of the eye and being the guy that has been that manipulated them into forming their four horsemen group. So it's like <laughs> <laughs> I still can't even I, I like the fact that you're willing to accept that you're willing to accept the fight club um uh, uh you know um... oh yeah that was more plausible than now you see me <laughs> <laughs> like split personalities okay split personalities is the the biggest like um uh crutch for people who don't know how to get out of them their 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 thrillers like uh when people can't figure out a way how to to make their movie make people all of a sudden go oh, i did not see that coming it's split personality <laughs> i i did the example with primal fear there's tons of other movies that I was going to use examples of um, that do the exact same plot. But in Now You See Me, it's like literally every single single, every single move has to have been manipulated to the exact precise point in order for them to end up exactly where it needed to be. And so you're talking about magic. No, how is it magic? 
No, but that's what, that's what magic is. Not like magic, man, but actually magic tricks. You're, yes. You're magic no, no. Tricks. Magic tricks are complete manipulation, and that's why... Right. And that's what the whole movie was about, that he was able to manipulate basically his life to be able to get the one big trick, which is why, which is why they, they use the... Um, the tree that was the whole yeah the tree is the yeah i understand the tree the the significance of the tree and the significance of uh you know him being in the same park where everything went down but the, you know, just every time i think about it which i it's my mistake with this movie or my mistake with movies in general is thinking a little bit too hard about it but like it's like yeah dennis is right it is magic but it's like sort of on the border of this can't be possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like magic. So yeah, that, that's the plot. The, the other plot twist being that uh, uh, Morgan Freeman is the only one that's allowed to, is, is stopped from recording in the first play, but then they make him stop. Um, they, they say it's okay for him to record in the second one. And then he ends up being the scapegoat. And it's like, that was my thing was, I think he, I thought he was going to be the leader. That's why I was a little psyched up by it. And then when it was ended up being Mark Ruffalo, I was like, "Huh." <laughs> so, kudos to you. But then you were only a, a, a movie away to realize that you were right the whole time. Technically, yes. But even oh, man, that movie hurts. <laughs> there, there's another movie that didn't need a sequel, and the fact that Isla Fisher was gone. And as much as I love Other Girl Aww. or Girl from Mean Girls, yeah, I was gonna um, say uh, Lizzie Kaplan, man. Come on, yes. dude. <laughs> Uh, like, yeah, unnecessary yeah. sequel, but great way to end uh, this whole uh, th- this episode. Spoiler alert! I mean, uh, well, hold on. Plot twist: It's a terrible episode. <laughs> <laughs> Plot twist is actually a good episode. <laughs> uh, Plot twist: I'm looking it up right now. Apparently, there's going to be a third. Now you see me. So there you go, Harold. <laughs> It's the Hangover 3 all over again. Plot Turns twist. out they were all twins. <laughs> Plot twist, I'm still going to watch it. <laughs> Plot okay, twist, Jesse Eisenberg I, will thankfully take your money. <laughs> I think I think that's that's it for us today, unless you guys can come up with anything else. Um, I, I was going to talk about Obadiah Stone, but I thought that was a little bit... Uh, um, that's still a good one. I like that. Which one was that? Obadiah stained? Uh, like uh, Iron Man? When he gets stained right in the air. He gets stained in his iron suit. <laughs> okay, well, that's it for us today. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed our episode. Um, plot twist, I'm still going to be shilling the, the, uh, the, the same thing over and over again. So, I'm here to talk about two, the two fanboys, one casual dog, podbean.com, the website where we have all of our old episodes. And on Facebook, you can catch us, Two Fanboys and a Filthy Casual. Every time the podcast goes live, we'll be posting it there. Um, Not to mention our pretty active uh, Facebook group, um, Two Fanboys and a Filthy Casual. So, yeah, um, it it is a private group, but go ahead and add us or, you know, click to to, to add uh, add yourself to the group. We'll gladly do it. Whenever uh, fun news comes out, plot twist, uh, like I said, or no plot twist, geez, um, fun <laughs> stuff like uh, yeah, like Ben Affleck and 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 all the Batman apparently coming out to the Flash movie. I know we'll, we'll be talking about it over there. Then on both Instagram and Twitter at Two Fanboys One Casual, and as usual, anywhere you can find your favorite podcast, we are there as well. 
Awesome. That's it for us today. Hopefully you guys enjoyed our episode. Uh, stay tuned next week for more stuff that we will talk about. And then we pretend like we know what we're talking about. Yep. That is it for us today. Hopefully you guys enjoyed yourselves today. Um, this is Dennis. This is Lewis. This is not Harold. Dun, dun, dun. This is the best <laughs> podcast that no one really listens to. <laughs> Fanboys and a fucking casual. See you next week. Harold was a robot all along. <laughs>